0: starting off the episode with a sniffle and i gotta be honest i'm covid negative so this is just seasonal allergies folks because i know you might be having like end of the world weather up there in connecticut as you want to do but here you know i actually went for a nice long walk in uh just a sweater today this is pretty nice it was like 45 degrees
1: that's exactly what it was uh up here believe it or not um we have no snow on the ground and by sunday it's gonna be 56 degrees so i live in the, the land where uh the weather can't make up its mind. It'll be 56 degrees and then snow the day after and then back up. To I don't know about that snow thing. Yeah.
0: yeah can't, Fine. can't be, can't be fucking with that snow thing. Um, I actually, I was, I was in Maine recently. went up to, to, uh, visit some family, do some Christmases. And, uh, I ended up taking a work trip when I was up there and I went to go visit, uh, you know, some airports and mm-hmm. there was like a storm, right? Yeah, uh, there was like, you know, wintry mix in the morning and, uh, and the person i was meeting at one of the airports sent me an email i didn't know because i just packed everything up the night before made sure i got on the road at a decent time before the sleet you know really kind of took hold uh and he sent me an email and he's like you don't have to drive up in this but i was not no my main cred was at risk you know what i mean i had i had a couple things left on my main bingo card i had i had to to check off so i was like i'm totally doing this i'm totally driving i got an all-wheel drive vehicle Fuck it i'm going so i'm going up 95 and that there is so much sleep that the wipers have, like, grown an extra wiper size. You know what I mean? There is, like, <laughs> just a few places on the windshield that, like, I can definitely see. I got the, you know, the defroster on full blast up all the way, which is probably not making it go any better. But there was too much There was too much going on. I'm doing, like, 70 miles an hour. You, you're going to run out of talent at some point. Didn't feel I was going to run out of talent. I'm actually, I'm just going along. I see one of those signs that says reduce speed to 45 miles an hour. I'm like, well, no one else is. And there's trucks going by and they're splashing me with all kinds of shit. And there's more, you know, sleet all over the car. So like, if they're not doing it, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm coming over the top of one of those hills. I think it's there in Waterville. Like you're not too far from where the new hospital is like outside of Augusta. And I look and I'm like, there's an access road. And I just faintly see like the hint of like, uh, you know, the turquoise blue, like main Stadies. And I'm like, huh. Is that a Stady? And then I see it. It's another one. But it's like gray. And the whole world is like this gray, snowy, white mass. And I'm like, yep. fuck. I definitely just drove past the sign that says "Reduce speed to 45. And I was like, psych. So I was like, <laughs> this is not good. So I, I don't hit the brakes because you're, you're going to slide or whatever. I mean, the, the road's looking like a, a cinnamon powder donut at that point because it's, it's got sand, salt. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I'm good, right? So I just let up the gas, let the road do the friction, okay? And um, I realize I'm in the left lane. I've been hogging the left lane for like a good, like 10 miles. And I'm like, this is bad. Well, I can't really make a change of lanes now because it's going to be pretty obvious. So I wait and I look in the rear view. And of course, my butthole puckers up because what does he do? He just backs out. And I'm thinking at this point, because I'm on a time act, I got to get up to, to Bangor. And I was going to come from Scarborough. I was like, okay, I'm making a business decision. All right, if he comes after me, he comes after me. So I reduced my speed then to 45 miles an hour. I did this shit for like 25 minutes, okay? There's like one set of headlights I could see in the rear view. The entire fucking time, I'm thinking it's a Stady. No, it's a family van. That dude caught up with me like, 20 miles later. And I was like, what? I thought the entire time he was coming to get me. And in my head, I'm like, you dumbass. If he was coming to get you, he'd have come get you. And I was like, okay. So I definitely need to drive smarter. Had a close call there. Uh, anyways, short story, long story long. Uh, got my main cred back. Drove in the nice... Uh, nice ice and sleet and i'll go ahead and post a photo up on instagram uh you know it was i I had to do one of those things um and i came back with a lot of beer shout out to jamie listener of the podcast um angels of filthy souls i did you know the best of brothers release yeah not one not two but three three of them i mean i was like just spoiled i could not believe it i got the regular one which didn't even leave me because i drank that shit i got the barrel select one and this year's vanilla uh, and hazelnut one, so those will appear on the podcast at some point in the future for fucking sure. But uh, yeah, very good Christmas, Tim. What about you?
1: Uh, it was nice. It was uh, pretty low key. We uh, now that we live in Connecticut, we don't travel a lot, thankfully during mm-hmm. uh, during the holidays anymore. Just because you know it's it's insane. My parents are four and a half five hours away, so it's it's difficult to just kind of get everybody in. But I'm thankful when we're down here because we just sort of nestle in and we have our Christmas Eve tradition. And then you go to my in-laws after we do presents in the morning, but <clears throat> dodged a bullet this year. We Christmas Eve night, uh, both my wife and my son, like woke up in the middle of the night throwing up and we're like, Oh God, what is happening? Turns out it was likely something like a, a minor case of food poisoning or something like that, or not food poisoning but food related because they both had a hamburger the same hamburger from the same place. I did not. I had a different sandwich and I was fine, but they had no other symptoms. They had no, uh, no fevers, no chills, nothing. It was literally just get it out of my body. And then they were fine by the next morning. It was the strangest thing. We all, I mean, COVID tests, all that stuff. My wife had taken one and came back negative. So we ended up, you know, checking in with our in-laws to how they felt. And everyone was good. We ended up, uh, going for it anyway, but very, very strange. A little bit of a scare, but ended up being a, a, a pretty nice little day. Nice.
0: So. Yeah, and while we're, while we're on the subject, um, at-home rapid tests are going to be a thing, if they're not already. So if you see them in your area, yep. you definitely want to go ahead and, and pick a few up. Of course, there's always going to be the chance you get a false positive. But as we are, I think we're going to. I don't know, like month 24, it seems like, of uh, this pandemic. You know, I mean, you got these testing make smart decisions people especially in the podcast i'm not going to preach about it too much obviously we yeah. know that people are certainly over the pandemic but uh man yeah it's it Almost was all seems to be a it, thing that's happening
1: yeah it has not been uh i, I this time last year just you know in in terms of people i know uh who had COVID, it was such a small number that you thought okay maybe we're out of it this year, it is an entirely different story. I have three different people I work with whose whole family has it and are sick from it. We have friends of ours, like family friends of ours, they have it and they're banged up. We have several of our friends who, at the beginning of the, you know all of this, used to mock the the mask wearing and all that sort of stuff, and they went down and uh you know a stayed over and ended up getting super sick on the way home. So. Uh, it's real. It's out there, and it's uh, this. This one seems to be no joke. Seems to be a lot more contagious than, um, than, than, than the last go round. And if you were one of those folks in the beginning that were saying, "Why am I going to wear a mask? If you're sick. Stay home." If you get in close contact and you're sick, stay the fuck home. Because I'm seeing you guys out and about, and I know, because we live in small world with the internet and everything else. Uh, yeah. If you were preaching that, if you're sick, stay home, and you are in close contact or presumed positive and you are out and about, and then you're just an asshole. So food for thought. I wish grace,
0: I wish grace to everyone. Everyone's going to make their own uh, risk mitigated decisions. But yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. It's, it's definitely uh, weirder this time around. Season one uh, of COVID was, uh, you know, that was one thing, <laughs> but you know, season two is definitely, oh man, this mid season finale bullshit that it's pulling is, is not, is not good, but uh, all right, we got past that. Again, grace to everyone. Hopefully, if you are, uh, you know, sick, get well soon. Uh, go get facts, folks. Go get boosted. Just go do it. Uh, and Tim, let's segue that uh, because people are going to start wondering if we're going to ask them to, you know, support our cause for 25 cents a day, or uh, you know, a live dick pill commercial from a Reed. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so let's let's get into these beers, Tim. I happen to have an imperial stout this time. You have an imperial stout this time. Mine is from Greeley, Colorado, arguably one of the best stout locations in the world outside of Florida. Get your Bingo cards ready for that place uh, that you sent me a photo of yesterday. But, um, yeah, last Beer Academy class of this year, okay? This was Stouts and Sours, a very, very good class, very good shout-out to Neighborhood Restaurant Group in Church Key. Um, and I just, when I got the list of beers, I was like, there are some things that even if they're going through the Zoom and they're telling you all about the beers, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, listening and they're like, we're going to go through this one and you know, you're more than welcome to drink along with us. I hear you, but there are some that you just keep for after. And there are some, you're like, Oh, it's a podcast beer. hundred percent. And that's what this <laughs> is. So this is the coffee, French toast, stout, uh, by Weldworks. Weldworks, Greeley, Colorado, juicy bits. you probably heard of it. Double dry hopped IPA. It's phenomenal. Their are Phenomenal. Their stouts. Incredible. Um, uh, it's definitely one of those breweries that if you go to Colorado, you're, you're going to find it in certain places and it's going to blow your mind. Um, and they have really limited distribution outside of the state. So it's, it's for me, I think it's on par with some of those other top hazy breweries like monkish trillium, definitely Bissell, right? It, it's up there. It's, it's in the same. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this isn't heresy. If you've not had it before,
1: go find I, it. I'm telling I, you. I, I have really, really good. I have, I, uh, just, uh, you know, Everyone's gonna make their own <laughs> risk mitigated decisions. <laughs>
0: Jeez, here we go. Okay, look at this thing. Pours is a nice, uh, nice dark hue. I gotta say, for an imperial stout, uh, when it's pouring, you can kind of see through it just a little bit. Um, it actually it does look pretty nice. It's got a nice little thick, thick head there. Let's go and take a look at it. Um, forty three thousand sips. Everyone knows the rules. Ooh, I smell a lot of the coffee on the nose. And, of course, you know, if you don't take a photo of it and put it on a tap, did you really drink it? Uh, the answer is no. So let
2: me go ahead and attempt new computer, but I'm still using my old phone. Bum, 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 bum. Craft Beer Vogue over here. Okay, photo secured there. Here we go. Good, very good. Um, it is coffee though, which then makes me wonder if anyone's ever had
0: coffee French toast before. Have you? Coffee French toast?
1: I've had French yeah, toast it's... coffee.
0: Right. I wonder if I wonder if that was the thing that they didn't get away with, like you know, intellectual property theft by you know, <laughs> by copying like you know one of those uh, drink mates super sugary you know coffee diluters, whatever you want to call it. Um, maple syrup, cinnamon, Peruvian coffee, milk, sugar, and vanilla. That's what it's brewed with.
1: Uh, for on. for those out there who aren't aware, uh, uh, milk sugar is lactose, mm-hmm. which is finding its way into all your beers.
0: Okay, let's take a look at this. So the head has disappeared in about thirty seconds. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, it did pour a little thin. <clears throat> Sounds
1: like, like my college career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> Tim. Moving on. We're a podcast for the people. I know. Those people. Relatable. <laughs> okay for imperial stout definitely on the thin side thinner than I, than I think I was expecting it definitely does taste like a almost like a, a cup of black coffee and I don't like black coffee but I like this I think that's a that's, all right, that's, that's a pretty interesting crack to take at it uh, I'll be honest I expected just a little bit thicker and I think that's because of me being conditioned to have uh, imperial
2: stouts that way so, hmm, I'm gonna give us a three nine. I think it's good. I, I definitely,
0: I definitely do get the coffee flavor, and then I definitely do kind of get the French toast flavor. But French toast is one of those things, right? Like palate-wise, it just sits heavy on your palate. It's something that is supposed to be, uh, you know, really rich and have a mouthfeel. And this just feels yeah. a little on the thin side to me. So, yep. don't hate it. All right, <clears> actually, <throat> actually, really like it. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a three nine.
1: All right so a couple weeks ago I talked about this cool little four pack from Collective arts that I got uh locally um, called Origin of Darkness but it is a collection of four different collaborations and typically you would have to buy each four pack but what my local store does is it breaks up the four packs and it made individual four packs that have all that have one from each collaboration that's uh, that was included in there and um I I think it's great because otherwise it would sell out very, very quickly if yeah, they partnered with Equilibrium, uh, Vitamin C Brewing, Garage Project, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but the one I have tonight is, uh, and I did one of these a few weeks ago, but to kind of circle back to that, I have the one with Garage Project. They're all drastically different. Right? Each, each can is very different from the one before it. Uh, I think the one I had the last time was aged, I want to say it was like peanut butter and Something like that. This one, it's from New Zealand. Garage uh, Garage Project is based out of New Zealand. This one is an imperial stout aged in oak barrels and finished in tawny port barrels with New Zealand Pinot Noir, South Pacific vanilla, and New Zealand cacao. Uh, little 10% guy. Uh, it's a stout brewed with grape skins, vanilla, and cacao, which is interesting. So... Uh, one of my favorite whiskeys is a Midsummer's Night's Dram, uh, and another one uh, from Basil Hayden, the Basil Hayden Dark Ride, because they're aged in port barrels, uh, which kind of gives it this sort of plum, grapey sort of like mild sweetness to it, which is kind of nice. But I don't suspect that to be the same case with these. But
0: you know, you give me so much shit for. Smelling my beer, looking at the opacity of it, and yet you get a fucking beer that's aged in wine barrels. So I'm really looking forward to you taking a sip of this beer, Tim, and spitting out in a little platoon, and then telling me with your pinky out how how great you think it is or isn't. <laughs> that he's actually doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, I can tell you right off the nose, I can smell sort of that um that that grape wine sort of aroma you get if you stick your nose in a wine glass. It Like, it smells like, more like a Pinot Grigio, I think, than a Pinot Noir. But that's probably just because, like, the coffee and then kind of darkens it up a little bit, but...
2: Be. Huh. That's very interesting. It, um... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta go back in for another one. God damn it, the clippers beat
1: the Celtics. Celtics are terrible this year.
2: Yeah,
1: and I think Tatum's out right now, anyway. Mm-hmm. All
2: terrible, right.
1: so <sighs> this is this is interesting because it tastes exactly like each individual part of the beer, but not blended together. if that makes sense. Like as I take a sip, you taste wine like a like a heavy wine flavor but then you also taste the coffee stout flavor and they're not blending together it's like i'm taking a sip of one and then a sip of the other and my taste buds are literally able to separate both of those flavors so you get them at one time it's very inception it's very it's very interesting cuz normally port tends to come across like a little sweeter and there's not a lot of sweet to this i thought with the with the vanilla in there and the 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 cacao uh it would come across a bit sweeter than it than it is it uh it tastes very wine like very very much it tastes like a wine mixed with a stout versus a stout aged in a wine barrel ooh, you know some
0: um what's the what's the really really famous goose Tiliquin? Um, I think that they they do like a a sour stout collapse where they where they do mix the two together like a, like a cuvee. I think I've had it. It's not fantastic. Yeah. So but then again, what's I, interesting I I is palate. So,
1: so what's interesting is, is it's not not my favorite, but I I have a, keep sucking down out of this glass to try and like figure out what it is, and it's I don't know. It's uh it's like a little too. When I drink a stout, even even if I'm drinking something that's on the sweeter side, I still want that stout punch where, like, that darker flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The even bitterness. The bitterness that follows the French toast, for example, that you're talking about, or you get, like, a maple. There's still, at the back end of it, no matter how sweet it is, you still get that, like, roasted malt. You get that darker sort of taste to it. And you get that a little bit, but it's so overpowered by the wine that I don't... I'm, it pulls away from the fact that I'm drinking a stout. It's like, it tastes more like a wine that was aged in like a, a barrel that a stout was aged in. Like mm. it's, it's very strange. It's very strange. Um, uh, cause it's hard to, it's hard to actually explain correctly, but not my favorite and not terrible, but it's not my favorite. I don't think I would like seek these out and get more of them, but if it was offered to me, you know, I could, I could get through it. But it's just very grape-forward, and it's off-putting when I'm looking for like a darker stout or something that I've that's on the sweeter side. Or if I'm looking for adjunct stout, I want like one can, one glass, half for dessert, like call it a night. But this literally, yeah, this this tastes like grape, like wine, and I'm not a big dry wine fan, and it tastes more similar to that. Like I can taste the. Pinot Grigio and like the white wine like notes to it and unfortunately I'm not a huge fan of white wines so it's just a, two strikes against it so I'm actually going to give this one like a 3-2 I think Woo! Woo! yeah like I can, uh, I, can, I can pull enough out of the stout that the stout is great I mean I've had several of these so I know the stout is fine it's just the blend or the mix or the way they handled this it just tastes like straight White wine mixed like they just threw them in a barrel together and like shook it up and didn't even let it age. They just <laughs> canned it right from there. So not my favorite. Three, two.
2: You know, what I just realized that I didn't even do the intro.
0: We don't we don't podcast for one a week, and I, I I set everything up in the rundown. And I don't even fucking follow the intro.
1: Yeah, we don't need one this time. We right into the holiday Season chat. Easy
0: two, episode thirty six. The of stats of matter. Post Christmas NFL bonanza. Football picks. Trap games everywhere, Tim. Trap games everywhere the eye can see. And our cups, as you just heard, it's an Imperial Stout from Greeley, Colorado. Another Imperial Stout from New Zealand. Follow us on Instagram at Stats of Matter and at Twitter at Stats Podcast. All things sports beer. You know, we're there. And then find Stats of Matter wherever you get your podcast Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, Google. And don't even edit that shit, Tim. Just lay it in there just like that. Because, you know, sometimes. Yeah, gotta mix things up. Some, some <laughs> people might be listening to this episode and saying, "Hmm, that's weird. Usually he has that lame intro. Where is it?" And then, ah, twenty-one minutes in, gotcha, bitch. The <laughs> immortal words of Dave Chappelle. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wow. Three two. Three two. Yeah. That's too bad. That's too bad. You are the uh, the you are the beer Grinch, as they say.
1: I know. I know, and it hurts my feelings because the other ones I've had from this same series were fantastic Um, uh, but just i saw the port i saw the the wine and i thought you know maybe maybe this will work out but to be fair i'm not a sour fan i i've, I've tried i'm trying this kind of feels in that same vein as if it was meant to be a sour or or something along those lines and they fucked it up by throwing it in with a stout instead of like a pilsner or something like that so
0: Yeah, you got it. You know, you can't ever push forward if you don't try. All right. That's what's in our cups this week. Let's go ahead and get back into these picks. That's what you're all here for. Yeah. Uh, Tim. Yeah. Disaster piece for you. A couple weeks ago, week 15, you got four right. I got six right. Justin, 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 on our Joe Jane fan segment. I mean, granted, he, you know, gave a pick for all the games, he was wrong on a few of them. But Justin got more right than you and I combined. <laughs> so uh, maybe there's something there. Maybe we need to start you know, scanning these picks before we decide yeah. to throw them out there. That being said, we'll go ahead and just update everyone. I have 63 correct. You have 64 and a half correct. You are not out of the gates yet. You have not totally left me behind. And that Baker Mayfield jersey is still in the play for you, as is my horrible Etsy. Um Tom Brady Buccaneers Patriots jersey which I'm now realizing if I don't like really fucking I mean I should have sent you the picks like for last week and I just did because we you know we're holiday and we're doing all this stuff yeah. and I, I really missed the chance to put the lead very oh,
1: or team. or or get further behind depending on how you want to look <laughs> at that so
0: yeah, that is true it's true <laughs> Tim I'm obviously going to talk about the Seahawks game that happened last yeah. week against the Bears uh, we will go ahead and you know dutifully close the season for them and you know, lament about what could be. However, there's got to be a couple games since the last time we recorded. So that could have been anything in week 15 on your predictions or in week 16. Give me a game that you were just like, holy fuck, what just
1: happened? Um, I'm going to jump right into, I mean, it's a toss-up between a couple depending on the angle I'm going to take. I'm going to skip right over week 15 because everybody listening to this has probably already been like pummeled by a week and a half of of news from 15 and we're already on the we're, we're on to week 16. So I'm going to skip everything from from the prior week. We'll call that a wash. Sorry for, you know, life got life sometimes gets in the way, so we didn't we didn't want to put one out last week. But um depe- it depends on the angle I want to take. For me, I think the biggest takeaway from the weekend and is something I kind of touched on a little bit five or six weeks ago is the Colts. The Colts yeah. came in Shock. and they beat the Cardinals, they are nine and six and their record is not indicative of what they are actually capable of. And I said early on, I think they were one of the best. I don't even know what their record was at the time. Um, but one of the best losing record teams in the NFL because, uh, they had like an eight or nine week stretch where two of the games they lost were in overtime. Uh, and some, and one of the other ones was like a, a really close game and it's kind of, kept that same trajectory where they're sitting at nine and six right now and they've beaten some pretty decent teams or at least at, at the very least come in and put up some pretty competitive games against some of those guys i mean if we look over uh the last couple of weeks they uh it was 22-16 they won against the Cardinals. they came in to beat new england 27-17 uh the week before that is the only one where, uh, I don't know, they came in and they blew out the Texans, 31-0. Yeah, yeah. and then they lost to the Bucks 31-38. Uh, they beat the Bills, 41-15. The Jaguars, 23-17, which is interesting. That one should have been a wider gap. They put up 45 points on the Jets. They narrowly lost by three points to the Titans. They came in and they beat the Niners. They beat the Texans again earlier. They lost to the and the the Titans' loss was an overtime loss. The Baltimore loss was an over uh, was an overtime loss. They beat Miami. So if we're looking back, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve weeks. They have two overtime losses and one loss to the Buccaneers, in which they lost by a touchdown. That team in OT. Yeah. They they started off with three losses, which kind of put them behind the ball. But this is a team that has a pretty soft schedule rounding out the season. Derek Carr is potentially injured, and you know COVID's making its rounds out in in Vegas. So they have the Raiders coming up, and then they have uh, the Jaguars at the end of the season. And I know they played pretty tough against them the first time; they only won by uh, five points, six points in that game. So you know. Maybe a toss-up, but overall, I mean, it's a team that's really found a way to kind of put their shit together. Carson Wentz, 18-28 to this weekend, 225 yards, two touchdowns, zero turnovers. I had said earlier in the season I felt bad because he was putting a lot of things together and they just were, they were, you know, bad luck situations or they were just coming up short and they are playing some incredible football and nobody is talking about them, which is it blows my mind. Like, it'd be easy for me to talk about Tampa and their blowout win. It'd be easy for me to talk about the Cowboys this weekend and that weird game against the the Washington football team, which they blew them out. And guys are so oh, We're going to talk about, it. Talk yeah. about it. Don't, don't worry about it. We're going to yeah. talk about it. But, like, they went up against Kyler Murray, who went for 245 yards, 27 43. 74 yards on the ground. Problem is, he fumbled twice, had a tough game. But the Cardinals are a, a team worth. Like paying attention to as well, and they came in and, and put up a solid game. so I don't know when we start talking about the Colts as being like a a a potential contender in the first and second round of the playoffs. It's going to come in and play some spoilers, but i I mean its it's tough looking at at teams like the Chiefs, for example, who are just rattled out eight straight or or the Bucks who when they're on and firing, like we saw this weekend with Antonio Brownback. They're playing great, so I don't know if I'm quite there to say you know they're they're Super Bowl favorites or anything, but they they're going to ruin some chances going going into the end of the season as they I expect them to finish eleven and six get in get a sort of middle of the pack seating. I could see them playing spoiler first or second round. And then who knows what happens after that. But I feel like the Colts yeah. are a team we need to start talking about and paying attention to, even though there's only two weeks left.
0: It is, isn't it crazy there? It's only a couple weeks left, and that it? They gave us this extra game. But all of the games that are happening in this couple weeks are division games. So everyone can play spoiler. That's why I wanted to say this episode is the episode of Trap Games because Trap Games, like Buzz and Woody,
2: are everywhere.
0: Trap Games, as far as the eye can see. Let's talk about a Trap Game now. Tim, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, I just think we're going to be where, at, where we're at with the Hawks. I'm just I'm just happy and grateful. And, um, well, the the Hawks-Rams game was moved because of COVID. I don't really think it should have been. Um, but then they got thumped. And then the Bears are coming to town. And I'm thinking, holly fucking Lua. maybe a chance to get back on track. Maybe they can still try and win out. I just held on to that sea Hockey hope, and they fucking shit the bed. They had a, a huge lead and they blew it again. Now, in a vacuum, and I've not processed the, the way because this season is going to end unceremoniously. Um, Five and ten. But this, this is yeah, this is bad. Th- this is one of the worst Seahawks seasons that I can remember in recent memory. It's obviously the, the first losing season since 2009, right? So there's some people on this team like Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner who've never had a losing season. This team is, I think, a little shook to the core at the moment. Um, not only are things not going their way, not only is their 4th quarter magic not happening, but, like, Bobby Wagner's leading the league in tackles. Jordan Brooks is third in the league in tackles. Like The defense cannot get off the field. And the offense, save for whatever they have going on, just cannot keep it together. First it was the run game, couldn't get going. Now it's the passing game that's experiencing these issues. Look, I'll, I'll just say this. What an absolute stinker of a season. Um, and I, I feel for the Seattle Seahawks, i, I, I you go 12-4, and four, you win your division last year, like you obviously legitimately think about making it deep in the playoffs this year. That was a, a pipe dream that disappeared around like week four, and that was when you had the team as healthy. I'm very, very happy that the Hawks beat the snot out of this, the Indianapolis Colts because had they played right now, It'd be, it'd be, it'd be that way around. It'd be a bloodbath. It would be much different. That being said, God damn. That is quite the <laughs> momentous fall. It's not the, the bullshit heaves. It's not the hero ball. It's not the, the feeling that something's off. It's just the fact, to use a cooking metaphor, all the cooks are in the kitchen and they can't smell the bread. And none of them want to walk outside and walk back inside and smell that the fucking bread is on fire. That's it, that's the Seahawks season. Everything is fine, like that dog in the meme where the house is on fire and his face is melting off. Everything's fine, this is fine, everything's fine. Not everything is fine. There are gonna be changes this off season. The unfortunate thing is that the big three are not going anywhere, right? There are people who are calling to trade Russ, fire John, fire Pete, all those social media movements. That shit didn't happen. Everyone signed on contract extensions for the next couple of years. They're going to keep people together. I think this is ultimately what happens when you attempt to mess with your own formula a little too much and you believe a little too much in yourselves. Now, Russ did get injured first time in his career. Trevor Moad, his mental conditioning coach, a great friend of his, did pass on this year. It would be hard to look past those things and not say that they had an effect on the team, but also injuries, also shit in the bed in primetime games also blowing a 14 point lead multiple times you know what i mean like there's a reason why the bears went for two and it's because they were like "Mm, we're kind of playing for spoiler alert at this point we're not trying to make the playoffs because we can't our coach may or may not be here next year and our players are either trying to make sure they get paid next year or to get auditions for other teams teams used to be afraid of seattle teams are no longer afraid of seattle and it's hard and i think a lot of fans this year have finally looked in the mirror and eaten that slice of humble pie. They've been sitting on the counter for a couple seasons when there were obvious cracks in the facade. And it's just, it's really tough, man. It's fucking really tough to just like, you know, be out wearing Seahawks gear and someone's like, Oh man, rough, rough go this year. And you're like, fuck you. But thanks. <laughs> but you know, but seriously, fuck you. Yes. Yes. I know. Of course. Of course I fucking know. And then you you always meet that one person. You're like, Oh, the Hawks, they're not doing good this year. And you're like, bro, why are you wearing the hat? Okay. You're one of those fans. Okay, here we go. So ah, I will not pick another Seahawks game this season. I just won't. I'm going to give them all to you, and I hope that uh, whatever voodoo you got, maybe you you pick some wins for them. Fuck it. I don't care. Pick against them all year. Until (laughs) I see where the dust this offseason settles, I'm just going to remember the Hawks of the first four weeks of the season, (laughs) and I'm not going to take any questions from week five on. And that is where I will hand it over to you.
1: I uh, they they face the the Lions and the Cardinals, and I don't feel comfortable in either one of those games.
0: I have no comment. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, what about the fucking Buccaneers though, Tim? Last couple of weeks, the Buccaneers have thumped a team and gotten fucking thumped by yep. a team that had no business thumping them.
1: Yeah, um, I. They've kind of had an up and down season in terms of injuries. I mean, play wise, they're still you know, eleven and four teams, so we can't shit on them too much. But um, they've had a lot of guys that they've missed out on. Um, Yep, they did. They did lose to uh, New Orleans. They got blown out for the first time in like two hundred and fifty some odd games. I don't remember what the record is, but uh, not blown out. Sorry, because they did not get blown out. They lost nine to nothing. So, not exactly yeah. a blow-up, but they, they shut out. Um, we've said it over and over. to a mimic league. We put up a, a game where a team comes in and, and puts up a, a good defensive effort, and smart teams are going to start to mimic that, and that's kind of what happened. But he's been without some of his, his weapons. Antonio Brown, as we know, just came back this weekend off of suspension. Um, but, yeah, I did not see a 32-6 to 6 thumping. That they put on the uh that they put on the Panthers, Panthers. this weekend, yeah, um, Panthers. And in doing so, they are the NFC South champions for the first time since like two thousand seven. So, anybody who thought the cliff was here, the cliff was happening. You are literally watching a guy who's who's now putting up records and in and, and making massive, you know, franchise changes for a whole new team. In a team that he's been given like the reins, right? Like yeah. go ahead. He's found ways to win without Brown. He's found ways to win without uh Evans. He's found ways to win without Gronk. So if you're there, oh well he's got the Monstars. that's that's the excuse. They're, the team is just finding ways to win. Defense will carry him one week, offense will go out and be, you know, explosive the the following week. Tom Brady put up two hundred and thirty-two yards. He only had one touchdown on the day, but uh didn't matter.
0: Yeah, that was that was the Lenny Fournette game in which now he's on, you know, yeah. doubtful for the rest of the season. So
1: yeah. So I mean, it. I mean it. It is. It is what it is. Like it's. This is a team that is going to threaten to take the entire prize once again. Other than Kansas City, um, I don't know if I see a team that really stacks up against them offensively. Um you know, as we've seen, they tend to play to the level, and I've said it more than once this season, they tend to play to the level of their opponents for some reason. And they're coming against a team like the Saints, who really don't have an identity to speak of, and they lose or a game. Or starting quarterback. Yeah, and they yep. lose a game, and I mean...
0: Everyone let, one of the star players went out that game too, though, right? Yeah, let's... just they let, went say, toward the ACL, right?
1: Yeah, there. I mean, there was a lot that was going on in this game. COVID, you know... Every everyone went into this weekend a little uneasy and uncertain as to what it was gonna look like. So uh I think I was just sort of shell shocked. You you practice all week with a game plan and then suddenly that game plan kinda of gets stripped away and as much as we wanna to, to say it's next man up, you're professional athletes, suck it up. Uh it's not always it's not always the case. It's not always there. Like yeah, chemis- not chemistry chemistry fifth
0: string receivers,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh Chemistry, like all that stuff needs to be there. And it just, you know, in, in this case, it wasn't. And Tony Brown came out and, and had a career game. Uh, ended up, I think, setting a record for, was it 23 games and two seasons with double digit receptions or something, some crazy stat that he came back and, and ended up doing. So I uh, finished with 101 yards and on 10 receptions. So he came out and, you know, plays his ass off COVID free, you know, because he's vaccinated wink wink nod nod uh right (laughs) um although it is funny to see him get a suspension yet another man uh who's been in the spotlight for similar things uh you know
0: continues to have you know a a tuesday morning you know talk show where he gets to like ellen go you get my bullshit advice you get my bullshit advice oh sorry that was oprah everyone gets my bullshit advice
1: yep look under your
0: seat what do you got fucking rogers bad covid takes
1: and that's uh, that's what happens when you are a successful uh, MVP slash Hall of Fame quarterback. You get you get a free pass.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Uh, but in any event, Sam Darnold. I don't. I don't even know what to make of that. Him and Cam Newton are splitting time. That is. Uh, that is. I'm a, back to, back to yeah. the
0: fucking
1: bench. Seven of thirteen and thirty-four enough. point. Five rating, thirty-four point five I, rating.
0: And I, and I already know where you're going with this, Tim. Oh, who has a higher rating than that? One Russell Carrington Wilson, whose season QBR is like thirty-six point three since he came back. So I know, I know, I know. Nah, it's, it's higher than Tim, that. It's, a Tim, 60, it's sixty-four and some change. Tim, no, no, Tim, you can't hurt me anymore. Okay, you no, no. can't hurt me anymore, Tim. His, I've accepted it.
1: His his uh, his QBR rating on the on the season is like a sixty-four point eight or something like that.
0: Since he came back, it's. Um, less than a forty piece.
1: Well, so. I'm 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 talking the entire season. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take the man down. Okay.
0: Again, Tim, I, the C, the the Seahawks season only exists from week one to four for me. That's it. The Fair enough. Bliss in my mind. I
1: hey, was guys. I was I was not I was not going to go down that path. But um, it's fine. <laughs> Sam Darnold had a 65.9 on the day, so there's that. Um, Fifteen to thirty-two can for one. Can we get some so.
0: more some more touches for Chuba Hubbard? You know, I'm in mean, I'm in mean, the fantasy uh, playoff oh! league. Oh! Definitely need. A man Definitely need some help.
1: Yeah, so uh end of last week, as we were uh transitioning into uh playoff season, I had a bye the first week because I finished in mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. place in my money league bitches. Uh there you go. Went to the playoffs, and then I had Austin Eckler and Tyreek Hill pop on the COVID nineteen list. I'm like, all right, well did you pick did up you... Jackson and uh so last minute Hill got cleared. And I picked up Jackson. I was holding out that Eckler would uh, get cleared like prior to game time. He did not. And I ended up somehow, I I figured somebody was going to play the defensive role and just pick him up so that nobody else did. And he was still there. So I snatched him up, started him, and that man scored me like, he got me 35 points, points, 34 points or something like that. And that... Game that weekend was um, back and forth for most of the day, and I needed uh, who played the uh, Sunday night game? Was it Casey? I think it was Casey. Uh,
0: yeah, it was Casey because it, it went to OT. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. With a yeah. walk off, Kelsey. So all right I needed, I just needed Hill to score like five points. Something like that. I needed him to do like almost nothing, just spit on the ball, and life was going to be fine. And thankfully, oh no, Elliot, Elliot on Sunday night. I just needed nine yeah. points from Elliot. That's it. And I was going to win. And game starts, nothing happens. Then he busts out a touchdown and puts me yeah. seven points. So then I'm literally watching the game like, oh shit, please don't get injured, don't do anything. And then like, a quarter and a half went by, and he got, like, one point in that amount of time. And I was like, I'm going to lose by a point. I'm going to lose the playoffs by a single point. And then he just went off, and they scored a million points, and it got me 17 on the day. So I ended up winning uh, still a, a, pretty, a pretty close matchup. It ended up being uh, closer than I would have liked, 134 to 128. But your boys in the finals, my money league, I'm here for it.
0: Very nice, very nice. And since you're talking about that Cowboys Washington football team game, because I think that's what you're talking about, we definitely do got it. We got it. We got to talk on that real quick.
1: Yeah, we'll um, wrap. We'll wrap up the week on uh, on the Cowboys game.
0: Well, yeah, we can talk about less dolphins for like point two. All right, listen, fair enough.
1: You lose, you lose seven
0: games. Yeah, in a row. And then you win seven games in a row. I have no idea what's going on. The football gods are just like clearly drunk at the wheel. All kinds of great stuff happening. One hell of a turnaround for the Dolphins because they might make it to the playoffs, which would be incredible because AFC is yep. so fucking wide open. Yep. But if you're a Dolphins fan, you've stuck through the last 16 to 17 weeks and you've been like, I always believe in Tua. I believe in Brian Flores. I believe in what they're doing. And for the first seven weeks, you looked like a fool. And now for the last seven weeks, you look like a fucking king or queen. So shout out to you. That's because that, this-
1: week five, week six, everyone was saying like, maybe he's not that oh, yeah. guy. What do we need to look at yeah. maybe next year? Uh, this isn't it. And now suddenly everyone's been like, "Oh no, 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 no!" I've been I've been a Tua fan the whole time. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: Fuck off. Exactly. Uh, Bunch of, okay, bunch so of frauds. Let's let's. let's... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> none of them have been as straightforward with their Tua hate like you have. So you, I, you don't I don't hate Tua. No, I don't hate Tua. I don't
1: hate Tua. I was never up and down on Tua. I never said you're, we needed. I never said we needed right, to trade him. Always down. No, no, no. I never said he needed to be traded. I just said he got put in there too early. And he's injury prone. That's all I said. But I never once said that he should be traded or wasn't a good quarterback. <laughs> I just think, like everybody else, he got rushed in, and he looked terrible. He looked terrible yep. in the first part yeah. of the season. so
0: he did, he did for a little bit. Okay. Uh, let's finish off this recap with um, of those games. Cowboys-Washington football team. <laughs> now, divisional <laughs> games, they're always going to be nasty. Always going to be nasty. You play the, t- the same team twice a year, and quite frankly, you build up issues over time. You just do. Now, if you've ever been to an Eagles-Washington football team game, you know there's going to be a lot of fights anyways, but th- those are particularly thorny games. You just shouldn't go to those, right, unless you're ready for the smoke. Dallas opened a can of whoop-ass, and then Dallas went back to the pantry and opened another can of whoop-ass, and then went back to the pantry and opened two more cans of whoop-ass, and at halftime, the game was completely over. Yet Dak Prescott started the third quarter until they finally gave someone else snaps and everyone scored touchdowns, a wide receiver, a tight end, an offensive lineman, a running back. It's incredible. 56 to 14, an absolute demolition by the Cowboys. Um, Got to hand it to Riverboat Ron. He did the best he could with what he was given. Um
1: and this is this is a game in which Kyle Allen ended up coming in to play some snaps, and finished with a um, one twenty seven point nine QBR rating. How about uh, that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't nobody stopping nothing. That was wearing the white and blue. Um, Javon Diggs, Micah Parsons, yeah, ten sacks, ten picks, plus both of them. No defense has something like that. Dan Quinn has to be giddy. Everyone wants to interview him for the head coach position, but he's like, I'm trying to have fun. Because he knows this team is fucking stacked. And when this team is playing good, they are going to be, and all these Cowboy fans, Josh, Dan, the Johnsons, hear me out when I say this. The fucking Cowboys are a Dark Horse Super Bowl team. They've been since the beginning of the season, where they barely lost to the fucking Bucks. They've stomped out teams when they needed to. They've lost some quizzical games and they've learned some fucking tough lessons, but they're not completely out of it yet and should. Green Bay stumble. They could, in the next couple weeks, theoretically, snatch number one seed. I don't think it's happening. I think they're going to play as hard as they can. I think they're going to be a number two seed. It's kind of bullshit. The number one and number two seeds don't get buys anymore. It's just the number one seed because the Cowboys could use that extra week. However, right now, dude, they are fucking gelling. They They have a bad game, and then they just put a string of games where they're just like, don't fuck with us. I think that they're going to lose probably in the conference championships. I, I do. I, I do think that. I think whoever goes, if they maintain the number two seed, whoever goes to Dallas on wildcard weekend is going to get that ass handed to them. And I think whoever goes there on divisional weekend is going to lose. And I think, hope you know, maybe they either go to Tampa for a rematch of week one or they go to Lambeau. And I, I don't know because I just think someone has to run out of momentum at some point. And the Cowboys have fallen on their face a little bit more than some of those other teams. So I think the Cowboys may run out of momentum. But I think that what's happening this season is that people are buying in, people are healthy. And for the most part, all the things that Mike McCarthy's ever wanted to do has now finally come together. He's got the staff, he's got the players, and things are going their way. And quite frankly, I'm looking back now at the uh, you know, the hard knocks this summer, and I was going, "This is fucking boring. This is one of the most boring seasons ever." Now, now I'm thinking I to go back and watch that again to pick up what I was missing. Because this team seems to kind of be joined together. And it's not just the ass-whipping of, of a divisional opponent. It's the fact that these Cowboys are acting like America's team all of a sudden. I, I'm not trying to be you know, hyperbolic, but I'm just saying they talked that shit for so many years. And we're like, oh, God, fucking Cowboys fans are like cockroaches. They can survive nuclear blasts. They're everywhere. Like, they're like Twinkies. And now you're just like, fuck. We have to talk about the Cowboys. and I don't want to do that
1: but I do want to talk about
0: because Dak Prescott's my fucking fantasy quarterback. Let's
1: go. <laughs> I, uh, I know Green Bay's got the Vikings and the lions coming up, which both seem like the Vikings could be a tough game. Lions, you would think might be an easy win, but they did barely squeak by the Browns in a game where Baker threw up four interceptions. So yeah. you never, you never know, but, um, yeah, I think the Cowboys. I mean, let's let's not get too ahead of ourselves. They were playing Washington, who has been. Uh, it it's it, Dropping listen. Dropping
0: a fifty burger on a team is very hard to do. It's very hard to do.
1: But how many teams did it this weekend?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I, people are like you know getting their getting their minds right for the next two weeks of all these divisional games, and they're just not starting their, yeah. their best
1: players. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there, but uh two other teams the the Texans put up 41 points and a team I thought against the Chargers and a team I thought you were going to talk about which we no longer have any time sorry folks we got to move on but you missed <laughs> your opportunity missed all your opportunity about Joey roaring and all that nonsense cuz that man put up oh no a career oh, no. game but we're we're moving on we're moving on two of them
0: two of them but don't don't worry I I I you see I gave you the Bengals in this week's pick I'm just I'm just thinking I'm giving this to you out of radical generosity. You're gonna you're gonna hashtag legendary Roar all over the place. But if you don't, I, I'll find a way to sneak it in there. I, I, I was I would I would have
1: given I would have given that one to you. I would have been like, hey man, your 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 boy was roaring a little bit. But uh you know what? We're, we're moving is. on. We're moving on.
0: Hashtag is all right. Let's go into these games. We have a full slate. No Thursday night football this week. All Sunday and Monday games. And there's a lot of them. So let's go through this. You know how we do, Tim. But I would like your pick and then I want your trap scale rating on a scale of one to five. One being nah not a trap not a trap game whatsoever. Five being absolute trap game. If they lose, your pick loses could could spell serious consequences for them in the future. Eagles football team, who you got?
1: I feel like Jalen Hurts is potentially banged up a little bit, uh, but playing pretty well, but it's the Washington football team. And after the disaster that they put out last week, I think there's uh no, I, I don't think there's any chance you recover that quickly. I know the guys on the sidelines are like, oh, "Well, we're, we're brothers," and sometimes fight with you. No, no, no. You're a dysfunctional team that doesn't even have a name, and you guys are, are struggling to find your identity, and you're getting your ass kicked. So I I imagine some of that poor momentum is going to ride into this week. So I'm going to go Eagles on this one. Trap
0: game scale one to five for the Eagles.
1: Uh, uh I'm going to give it like a three.
0: Okay. All right.
1: All right. Another road game.
0: All right. Rams, Ravens. I got to go Rams here. They've been slipping as of late, but they cannot afford to be even with the Cardinals. They got to make moves. Trap game scale of three here. Not crazy. They should be able to beat Josh Johnson or who knows, but if it's Lamar Jackson, uh, they're coming over the hill with the Calvary, and that is going to be trap game for sure.
1: Uh Bucks, Jets. <clears throat> uh this one you would assume is just an easy Bucks pick, which is who I'm going to pick. But my concern is that, like I just said, they tend to play to the level of their opponents, and the Jets are a terrible team. Um so they could fuck around and, and, and lose a game like this going into it thinking that this is an easy win. I don't think that's the case, but it's probably gonna end up a little closer than you would expect. But in terms of like trap game, I'm gonna give this one like a, a low, like a one one two.
0: All right. Yeah, sh- should be. All right. I got Les Dauphines versus uh, Les Titans. Um, Miami, we already talked about it. Won seven in a row and lost seven in a row. No other team has done such a thing. The Titans lost to the Steelers on a failed fourth down conversion and outlasted a bad Jimmy G and Niners surge. Who knows what they're capable of? But the Titans have to win this game to keep the Colts from sneaking a division crown out from underneath them. Miami's coming for that ass. Trap game scale 1 to 5 15
1: 15 <laughs> Uh Patriots Jaguars Patriots seem to be uh kind of exposing themselves a little bit their defense couldn't stop anything last week it felt like Allen was just running the same play over and over hike drift out right throw across the body to the left side of the field to whoever's open and and then you know rinse and repeat in either direction and they just couldn't stop it now uh the jaguars don't have josh allen uh and they have a 2 and 13 record however the patriots seem to be kind of struggling to put some of these things together so uh, i think the patriots going to take this game uh but i it's going to be one of those sneaky close games where the jaguars are going to continue to play themselves out of uh a draft position unfortunately and the Jaguars came away with a win. I wouldn't be shocked. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is going to be a Patriots win. But I'm going to put this one at like, like a four or five. Like this is this is Ooh. this is one of those games where mm, the, the, there's going to be like one or two mistakes. And, and unfortunately, Mac Jones has made quite a few of those. He's, he's look he's looking very much like his uh, rookie status. He's he's looking like what he should look like. As a quarterback As a role, over yeah. the last two weeks, and hopefully he kind of shakes on that a little bit and they put together a better game plan.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, I agree. All right, Raiders-Colts. Look, Carson Wentz finally gives us a signature win against the Patriots. Dixos-Gajones put it out there and said, I'm Carson Wentz. He then promptly got diagnosed with COVID, which, I mean, he's unvaccinated. He's in danger of missing it at least this week, if not the next two weeks. The Colts have to win this game. They absolutely have to win this game against the Raiders no matter who starts for quarterback on either team. That means they might either start Jake Fromm or maybe Phillip freaking rivers, uh, who might make a comeback. That's rumored. Like what a season we have. I'm so mad. Like I said earlier, I talk shit about the in season version of hard knocks because they were onto something that clearly I wasn't trap game scale for this one scale of one to five, 50 fucking five for the Colts. You need to (laughs) go ahead and win this game. No matter who you start at quarterback, because if you don't, It is O-V-A over.
1: (laughs) All right. uh, Chiefs and Bengals. This is my first toss-up game of the week. Like, I know everyone would say it's got to be the Chiefs because they're rolling right now. But they have won eight in a row. The momentum is likely not. It's going to die potentially at some point. It depends on which version of... Burrows we get the Chiefs defen the the defense itself has turned itself around over the last eight games. So they're starting to play like a team that is complete on both sides of the ball. However, it seems that Burroughs and Cincinnati has really sort of hit their stride. So I'm actually gonna go Bengals in this one because Ooh. I know, I know, I know. I this one is uh it's not my most comfortable pick, but if he comes out and he puts up another 300 game performance, and their defense can manage to to, to do at least a little bit to kind of flush Mahomes out of the pocket, make him a little bit uncomfortable, I think they they stand a pretty decent chance.
0: Trap uh, game scale of.
1: I mean, I I I. I So the trap game is supposed to be a game you think is easy that turns out to not be. That's the definition of a trap. And I don't think this is an easy game by any means. I mean, these teams are pretty evenly matched up. Uh, Points scored per game. Kansas City is fourth. Cincinnati is seventh. Points allowed per game, though. uh, Kansas City has a slight edge. They're 20.4 versus 21.6. Passing yards per game, they're second and eighth rushing yards per game they're 17th and twenty so they're literally down like as you go down the list they they stack up pretty well cincinnati has a better rush defense though however kansas city isn't necessarily a rush heavy offense so uh uh yeah you nah, i'm gonna stick with cincinnati But I I, I don't know if I would classify this as a trap game, so I'm just going to give this one a, I don't know, a a one, I guess. All right. (laughs) Like, either one of these teams could win. Either one of these teams could win.
0: Okay. Giants, Bears. I got to give credit where it's due. The Bears have grits. Like I said earlier, they're clearly out of the playoff picture, but they want to spoil as many other teams as possible. That makes them a little too frisky to pick against. I gave us a trap game scale of three, but now I'm thinking about it. It doesn't matter. Someone's gonna win this game. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give this a one. Trap game scale of one.
1: I think I think we're misusing trap game here because not, these these aren't like traps the rules are made up
0: and they don't matter. Like all
1: right, fair says. enough. Uh, <clears throat> Bills Falcons. Uh, this is another one of those games where. When the Bills play well, as we just saw, they are a decent team that can go up against anybody, but Atlanta has been one of those teams that's kind of been a thorn in a lot of the sides of, of some good teams over the last several weeks. Anyway, I mean, really the entire season. I said in the beginning that uh, I, 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 Matty Ice, I, I felt bad for because he was putting that team in in position to win and they were, their defense just wasn't holding up their end of the bargain. Uh, this is another one that these guys aren't as evenly matched up. This should be a Buffalo win. Should be a Buffalo win. I could see Atlanta coming in and riding some momentum and, and and playing the upset card here. So, in my opinion, based off of how these teams stack up in terms of league ratings, I mean, if you look at the the records, are similar nine and six, seven and eight. I mean, I guess they're not that similar, but they're a few games swing. They're not too far off though, right? There's a few, few games swing either it, way. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few games swing that can go either way, but matchup wise, I mean, there's only uh one stat that Atlanta even breaks the the top twenty and they're sixteenth in, in passing yards per game. But uh the Bills are in like the top ten in most categories. So this should be an easy win for the Bills, but this is one I could potentially classify as a trap game, right? Uh, I'm going to give this one a a trap rating of like four, but I think the Bills are going to come out riding the momentum and and sort of the game plan that they just put together. It's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to make a game of it, but I think trying to stop Allen is just too much of a task for a defense that uh, ranks, you know, almost last in the league in points allowed and they rank last or second to last in the league in rushing yards per game. So, not 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 exactly a multifaceted team. So I think I think the Bills are gonna take this one.
0: All right. We're moving to the four o'clock games. Texans and 49ers. Look, the Texans have beaten the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Chargers in back-to-back weeks. To repeat, the Texans beat the greatest coach of all time and then beat the offensive rookie of the year from last year, sending ascending teams stumbling with haymakers. The Niners are starting to look like they may start Trey Lance because Jimmy G has a chip in his thumb. The whole world is collectively holding their breath, wondering if this team is teetering on the precipice or if it's about to change into a beautiful Shanahan butterfly. Look, let me spell out what the 49ers should do because I'm going with them to win this game. The Niners need to punch the Texans in the mouth from kickoff. They don't need to defer. They don't need to see what the Texans are capable of. They need to accept the ball after kickoff, run the ball down their throats, Score. They need to keep doing that and keep the pedal all the way down the floor until the Texans pull their starters after being down 40 points. Because if they don't see that, they don't do that, then I think we are primed to see a serious upset for the ages and what I will call the greatest three-game stretch of the season by any team knocking off would-be contenders and contenders. Trap game scale of 5,000 on a 1-5 to scale for the 49ers. (laughs) Do not fuck this up, Kyle Shanahan. Punch these people in the mouth and put these Texans where they can go to 4-12. and 12. Do not allow them to hang around. What You saw last week against the, the Bolts, the Chargers. Oh, we don't have film on of these guys. Did you forget to play football? Like, how the fuck does that happen? 5,000 on a trap game scale. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to my buddy Trey. It, we need to make sure these 49ers win this game. Because if they go 8-8, eight eight, man, woo. The
1: wolves will be at the gate. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of forgetting how to play football, the Chargers, which early in the season were potential Super Bowl favorites at the start of the season, they were playing well, uh, and they kind of blah, blah, they kind of blah, blah, fell blah. off a lot. They're thirty first in points allowed per game. Like their defense has just gone completely a wall. Uh, they're 29th ninth in uh, defensive rushing yards allowed per game. So, I, I don't know what's going on with this team. They keep showing little flashes in the pan where you want to root for them. But Denver kind of does the same thing. Denver's 7-8. and eight, Chargers rating eight 7. This is one that can kind of go either way.
0: Either way, yep.
1: My My, my gut tells me the Chargers are going to be the ones to kind of put this together because they're like a couple defensive plays away from being a decent team. But... I mean, I don't have the most amount of confidence. This one isn't a trap game because team's, these teams are too evenly matched up, so it's going to get like a one. But uh, I do think the Chargers are going to maybe find a way to squeak this one out, but this is a toss-up. This is literally a coin flip for these these two teams. They uh, Like, league rating-wise, they literally flip-flop. Like, points scored per game, Denver's 23rd in the league versus the Chargers' 8th in the league. Points allowed per game, though, Denver's 1st in the league. The Chargers are 31st in the league passing yards per game, 19th and 4th, respectively, and 13th and 18th. And then it goes defensive passing yards per game. It's 5th. And the Chargers are 12th. So literally, like flip flops every other category. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's, this is going to be one of those, it's going to come down to like a few plays, Uh, a couple defensive stops, and maybe a turnover. Uh, by one of one of the teams and I mean that that could be an offensive or defensive turnover like doesn't matter uh, if, if the if the Broncos can force a turnover um, they, they're going to I could see them running away with this game if they give up an interception I can see them kind of walking away this one with you know a pretty big gap in the score but I, I feel like this one's gonna be a close one it's gonna come down to you know a couple field goals maybe some some solid punts to you know push someone back in their own zone and maybe a couple stops but uh I do think the chargers are gonna find a way to, to put this one together. I would tend to
0: agree. Panthers Saints the Panthers roared pretty loud on the way back into this season. I'm back. And now they're whimpering like a big cat after the tranquilizer dart hits. It's not good.
2: Bam bang.
0: That's what they sound like. That's what they're playing like too. The Saints are in serious trouble of missing the playoffs since the Dolphins turned their backup rosters into Monstars. Uh, They've got two division games coming up, and if they drop this game, the Saints have paid Taysom Hill all that money. Michael Thomas to come back, not come back, and then Alvin Kamara to return. All that's going to create a shit sandwich that's not going to be palatable. Also, if the Saints lose this game, I'm going to completely blame the Kevin James biopic on Netflix about Sean Payton. That's gonna be the biggest, badass voodoo combination. Did you see this shit? Did you see the Netflix preview for this movie? No. About Sean Payton? No. About when he had to deal with the Bounty Gate scandal and how he had to go coach football. First of all, why the fuck is Kevin James playing Sean Payton as a football coach in a movie? Second question, why the fuck are we getting one of these movies? And you know why, Tim? It's because of your boy Thomas Edward Patrick Brady II making his manly arena while he's still a fucking player. Everyone is doing damage control on their images, and I am not about it. I'm not about it whatsoever. Sean Payton, Hall of Fame coach, I don't need your fucking Kevin James biopic movie. That being said, the Saints should not be 7-8, and and they just got thumped by the Dolphins. This is absolutely a trap game for the Saints. I'm picking them, but I'm also saying this is a trap game on a scale of 1-5. to This is a 4. This is a 4.
1: Yeah, uh, I have to agree. I don't. I hadn't heard about that movie, and I'm glad I didn't because it's something that's not yeah. going to be on my not going to be on my watch just, list. <laughs> just make sure you watch the preview. Uh, be as upset as I am. <laughs> I, I won't do that. <clears throat> uh, by the way, everyone go see uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched mm-hmm. it, watch Ted Lasso. Amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Speaking of disappointment, we got Lions-Seahawks. Bless your heart, Tim. The only thing saving this game, I think, is the defensive play on the Seahawks. I am going to give it to the Seahawks in this game, only because their defense is that much better than the Lions, which is strange. Uh, But Lions' defense is is, uh, terrible. It's it's really bad. They average 25.7 points per game or something like that. So... I think this one's gonna come down. I mean, Russ has been taking care of the ball. I think he's only got like five interceptions on the season. So they give the ball over, Russ. You know, the 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 soup kitchen cooking Russ is is, you know, retired, at least for the time being. I think they'll come in, they'll play a decent game. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say this one's gonna lean on the defensive side of the ball and sale just has a better defense. So
2: trap game scale one to five.
1: Uh, I mean they're both shitty teams, so I'm gonna give this one a one. Sorry, that was harsh. They're I'm both taking this with grace. Grace both, and serenity. I tell you what, grace they're, they're both they're both struggling this season. So go. this doesn't qualify. It, That's as... all you
0: had to say. That's all you fucking had to say, Tim. I don't have... I don't I don't I don't rack on you when Mac Jones says, All right, hold on. Center myself, come back. Okay, thank you. <clears throat>
1: I'm 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 just saying I'm just saying uh the Detroit Lions are two and twelve, Seattle Seahawks are five and ten, so there's only a few games away separating those two teams. And if you said, "Hey, my team is as good as the Detroit Lions," <laughs> sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I saw that. I saw. I think I saw a tear just roll down the cheek of saying.
2: Moving on,
0: moving on, Cardinals Cowboys. Look, if the NFL added an extra two games to this season, I feel like the Cardinals still would (laughs) have run into the same issue as they have for the past couple seasons. They start out red hot. No team in the NFL seems to have had to figure them out. Then they have memeable moments. You had the Hale Murray last season. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, my God. How can anyone stop this team? Then people figure out how to stop the team, and they stumble late in the season. same shit's happening this year, except there is more injuries. That being said... This is more of a trap game for Dallas than it is for the Cardinals because if the Cowboys lose, they lose the number two seed and potentially drop to the number five seed. Massive playoff implications from hosting a game to possibly going on the road, and dealing with someone else's shit. Arizona desperately wants to ensure they're not counted out as an early season fluke because a lot of people thought this team was going to have the presumptive MVP, be a Super Bowl contender. And they have stumbled the fuck out of the blocks since they're by injuries the whole nine yards. But Dallas wants to prove that their defense isn't just up to snuff when pushing teams like the Washington football team around. That being said, on a scale of one to five, this is a trap game of five. This is absolutely five alarm fire. Cowboys need to go in and actually pull away with this game. They need another one of those performances like they had last week because I feel let the Cardinals hang around, man. Both of these teams are going to be 11-5, and five, and absolute chaos is going to ensue.
1: Listen, I got to keep pointing it out. I don't know if you understand the definition of trap game because this is not an easy... This isn't an opponent they should be able to beat, but you're right. The, this this is the Whose Line Is It Anyway trap, podcast. Trap
0: game based off of if they lose it is massive implications. So it's like the, the, the Cardinals are setting the trap. You know what let's, I mean?
1: like, let's, let's on these games. We'll call it... Well, I mean, we're already through the pixels. and so We'll call it risk Correct, factor. Yep. Risk factor instead of trap game because trap game <laughs> is, is when you run a risk of losing against an opponent you should beat. And I don't know if that's it for these guys. Um, yeah, maybe,
0: maybe not this. Maybe not this specific game, but
1: this this next one could be considered a potential trap game. We got the the eight twenty game. We got Packers Vikings, and because of the implications of the Cowboys Cardinals game, the outcome of this one is pretty heavy, and the Packers yeah. should beat the Vikings. However, I don't know if it's that cut and dry. The teams are pretty evenly matched in terms of uh, performance on the field we did see green bay kind of struggle against the browns a little bit who were who had been trying to give the game away the entire time uh and they failed to capitalize on some of those big uh those big turnovers so um th- this one's kind of i I don't want to say up in the air a little bit but we got rodgers who's constantly nursing his covid toe. i mean turf toe i mean broken toe i mean whatever it is right. um so he he's,
0: just removed the toe at this point. He, he clearly doesn't need it,
1: right? Uh, and he's limping every single game, so that's gonna add up at some point. And you know, once they clinch a spot, they need to consider like sitting him for like a week or two if they get a buy and letting him just start start back up and and kind of go from there. But uh, <clears throat> these teams are a little bit closer on paper than you would expect, with Minnesota having the slight edge in some areas like rushing yards per game and. Um, but their defense is not the same. So if Aaron Rodgers can come out and make up some, you know, pretty decent defensive plays, I think they have a solid chance, but if he comes out and is still banged up, he was limping a lot last weekend, like a lot last weekend. Every time he turned around, he was, he thought he was going to come off the field. He didn't. He stayed in it. Um, Ivermectin doing it its job, keeping him healthy and on the field. Uh, <clears throat> but on a trap scale, I'll call this one a trap because they should win this game. I'm going to give this one like a four just because I could see them losing this game. Um, I'm actually tempted to pick against them in this one.
2: Ooh, ooh. Uh, you won't. You won't pick the Vikings.
1: No, they I will. They could win
2: this game I will. And, and just keep... Oh, okay. I am.
1: I'm gonna go Vikings in this game. I think Green Bay is gonna stumble a little bit. Uh, rest their players. I mean, you're not gonna rest your players if the outcome of the game that's still ongoing at your start time is gonna determine some of your seed or or like where you land. Got the Cowboys Maybe. game because if they lose this game, the and the Cowboys win, they're tied record wise. Mm-hmm. So then it's gonna come down to the tiebreaker, like. Head to head, and I, I and I, offhand, I don't know what that is, but um, you have a game still for both teams. That's too much you're going to put up in the air in terms of uh, like leaving it up to chance. So I don't think it's going to happen. But that injury is going to keep nagging him, and the 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 Vikings can string together a pretty decent game, you know, on occasion. So I'm actually going to think I think the Vikings take it this weekend in a relatively close game. On a trap scale, I'm gonna give this one like i am I'm gonna give it a five based off of the fact that Green Bay should win this game, and if they don't win this game, it could fuck with their their seed. So, Vikings, going for it.
0: All righty, and I will finish up the week. We get the Monday night football game: Browns Steelers. browns seven and eight. Steelers seven seven and one. The throws of the Baker drama have not subsided since the season began given that the Bengals, hashtag let Joey Roar, are likely trying to win the division. These two teams are still in the theoretical AFC playoff hunt. That means, I mean, Big Ben, he's on the way out. We know that. He's going to want to play these last two games for the team that he loves so much. There's just too much going on with the Browns. I think they're going to play a little too much hero ball. That will doom them here. Trap game scale. I put five, but you know what? Now that we've talked about it, it's a three. It's a three. It could go either way. I mean, these teams are evenly matched. Seven, eight, seven, seven, and one. I mean, they're the same fucking team, just wearing different. Uniforms. It only
1: it only took all of our picks for Sam to realize what a what a trap <laughs> game was, but we made it uh, there, folks.
0: We made it there.
1: We I need the it. I need the sound. I'm going to insert the sound bit for the more you know right here. Uh, all right. Anyway, well, you
2: know, uh, we're, we're, we're back on the wagon. Yeah, we're here. Welcome back. Yeah.
0: yeah, welcome back. Glad 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 you had a good uh holiday. Really? uh, I bet you're not happy that we didn't do picks last week because you could have elongated the lead, but you didn't. So now I'm in striking distance. Um, I have not even like most stars who practice mental conditioning. I'm not even envision myself in a uh, horrid pewter and red, white uh, Tom Brady split Jersey because I'm not trying to manifest this. Okay. I talked to my life coach the other day and she told me that I just need to think positive thoughts. So I'm not thinking any of these Fucking diabolical things. You're trying to make me think about wearing a Tom Brady jersey or all this other stuff. And I'm also not thinking about how I'm playing for last place in the Friends Fantasy League. Um, in which I have to do a nasty shot and possibly wear an O. J. Simpson jersey. Not not think about any of those things, okay? Not think about any of those things. Just I'm just grateful, just happy that we have football and uh yeah, that's it.
1: I mean, if you expect disappointment, you'll never be disappointed. So, I mean. Taps head me. Taps head. That's it. I mean, so, you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm planning on going to this one. You're going to come back. You're going to. I almost called it in my fantasy league. I was like, listen, I've been leading the league for like the last six weeks. So I'm going to have some fluke injury going into the playoffs, and I'm going to lose it. And sure enough, first round of the playoffs, got a handful of guys pop up on the COVID list. I'm like, all right, there it is. Called it. So here it is. I mean, Sam, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna come back. You're gonna, you're gonna end up taking this one. I'm gonna wear a Baker Mayfield jersey. That is, that's how this is gonna go. Nah, out. No, 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 no. I don't <laughs> like, I don't like
0: this little bad dude is this, this,
2: this is No, bad.
1: man. No, no, no. Look, it, look I mean, I, I no, need no, a. No, 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 Sam, no, I'm, I'm, no, no. I'm a large. Uh, I thought I was a medium, and I ordered a Metcalf jersey, and I look like DK Metcalf in that jersey. <laughs> no,
0: I just, I just realized it. This is like some Harry Potter shit. That's the Horcrux. That's why Russ has been so bouncy because you bought a fucking two sizes too small DK. Do you Mac need me to jersey. burn it?
1: I'll burn it. Do we need to burn the Horcrux?
0: Again, I've already, I've already come to grips with this season, but I'm,
2: I'm winking <laughs> and it's touching
1: Why don't head. I, why don't I send it to you and you burn it? No, here's, here's how you break the curse. I send it to you and you have Chelsea wear it because it might fit her. Oh Jesus Christ! Let's say right. you anyway. break it. Let's say you break it.
0: Yeah, let's I, I would send it to a fan in need. That's what I would do. If you send it to me, I would just send it to a fan in need. All right, uh-huh. let's wrap up this episode. That's my podcast. We thank all of you for listening. Hope you had a great holiday weekends. Get vaxxed, get boosted, get tested, do all of those things and get in front of your TV on this Sunday for those football games. And uh, get ready because the picks. A lot of shit's about to happen these next two weeks. It really is. And it, you know what? And if I lose by one pick because you got that fucking point five for the tie, I won't even be mad because we skipped a whole fucking week of picks.
1: Do we do we chance. do we want to call it a season after next week? Because week eighteen could be a lot of resting? Like they do in fantasy mm. football where the last like two weeks don't count?
0: Yeah, if they didn't do all division games, I would think that, but you know, I have a feeling that these games are gonna be so kind of crazy and the afc is so wide open that how pissed be
1: how how pissed are you gonna be if we're close and suddenly uh you lose one because they decided to sit all of their starters
0: like i told you about uh, 10 minutes ago I've, I've had a lot of conversations with my life coach and she has just reminded me to practice positivity and not uh not worry about all these things so
1: i know i mean i'm gonna look great lose. i'm gonna look great in this baker mayfield jersey i'm gonna i'm gonna happily add you it to my it collection look, it's God. gonna be awesome i don't need, I need
2: to you to mean- put that <laughs> bad energy in there,
1: Jim. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, sorry, we missed you last week. We're back on. Uh, we're back on the bandwagon. We will uh, see you guys soon.